Hello and welcome to the My Steel Commodity Podcast. My name is Adam Roussel. Steel production capacity replacement has been a priority for China's central government since 2017 when reforms were first introduced. Seeking to both modernize outdated technology as well as reduce unnecessary output, the way in which these reforms have been implemented has taken a number of different reforms over the past three years as policymakers adjust to changing conditions in the market. After being put on hold during the COVID-19 pandemic, the government has recently announced new, new plans for this moving forward. Today we will discuss these plans as well as some of the background of this policy and what we can expect in the near future. I am once again joined by Rico Yu, who has recently written an article about this topic. Rico, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Anna. For your honor to be here again. Uh, Rico, why has the government imposed these reforms? Well, back to 2015 and 2016, uh, before the supply side reform, Chinese, uh, China's steel uh, industry did face a huge difficulties in, at that time, and the price of steel fell all the way. The river price only uh, only one thousand six hundred uh, Chinese yuan per ton, which is a very low price for for the local steel mills. Mm. And what is the what what does it take to be profitable? What what, what price is steel? Profitable. Well, uh, uh, normally the break-even price for the steel maker is uh, over three thousand per ton. Wow, it's a break-even price. So at sixteen hundred, that's a, that's a considerable yes. loss. Yes, yeah. many steel mills suffered uh, from the the net lose. Yes, uh, since these reforms were uh, put into place, uh, what what effect have they had on steel production in the country? Well, after the supply side reforms, things changed. The pro- the profit increased because the uh, rebuy price even reached five thousand per ton. Wow! Yeah. So a substantial increase. Yes, substantial increase. Yes. Um, what is capacity replacement, and how does it work? Well, capacity replacements or the replacement of the aging cap- production equipment with more. Uh, technology, technologically advanced and environmentally friendly alternatives, uh, as well as another uh, purpose is to cut the total cap- production capacity for steel maker. Okay, yeah. uh, so what is the capacity reduction ratio? Yes, um, some audiences may notice that we always measure one point two five in our reports. So and uh, ask uh, why? Uh, what does this number mean? And one point two five. Let me just quickly give an example. If a steel mill have a blast furnace with one point two five million ton per year production capacity, then they they, they joined the capacity replacement um, project. They want to build a new blast furnace. They have to remove the old capacity and build a new one with one million ton per year new newly added capacity. So cut two hundred fifty thousand tons of yes, capacity. Yes, that's the principle of the capacity replacement. Okay. Uh, is a re- reduction for the total capacity. Right, and uh, what are the government plans for this ratio uh, in the coming year? Yeah, from our source, more likely than less. This number will increase from 1.25 previously to 
five. Wow, so it's a 50% reduction. Yes, the local yeah. government want to accelerate the pace of, uh, of capacity cuts. I see. Yeah. And why do you think the government is uh, increasing this capacity ratio? Is the, are we seeing overproduction at present? Well, the new information is consistent with our previous analysis of this topic before. The main concern for the government is overcapacity in the steel making sector eroded the profit margin for the steel mills. Mm -hmm. Steel mills uh, now are surf still suffering from the low range of profits. And, uh, but in the future, the, uh, so another reason, another reason is they want to totally phase out the illegal production, mm -hmm. illegal production capacities. But in the future, overcapacity may continue to be a problem for the China steel maker. So what is this illegal production capacity? Illegal production, uh, it's like uh, the steel mills overstate their current capacity just, to want, uh, just because they want to build a new blast furnace. They don't have that much uh, old capacity to, to join this project, and they overstate it. And uh, yeah, that gives some fake number. So they're, so they're fudging the numbers in order to uh, yes. replace what they already have. Yes. Um, so by increasing the ratio, they're going to, to make up for this uh, by maybe punishing compliant yeah. uh, producers. Yeah. Uh, what about those, those uh, producers that have already done this? Well, what's done is done, and uh, the local governments, uh, they just turn a blind eye for the capacity already built in there, and uh, they will not impose some punishment for the capacity already built. Okay, so just uh, moving, moving forward from... Yeah, uh, just moving forward, let it happened. go. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, uh, how are they going to enforce these uh, new regulations? Well, definitely they will intensify the enforcement and the auditing process mm -hmm. uh, in the future. It's more on-site inspections. Yes, it's yeah. harder for them to get a new pro approval to build a new uh, steel-making capacities in the future, I guess. And uh, are we seeing uh, increased difficulty in the approval process at present? Yes. Yes, so, that, so the mills are, are reporting that already. Yes. Um, very briefly, why has the government uh, required that urban steel mills, particularly those in Hebei region, uh, relocate to industrial parks and rural areas? Uh, what is the effect of this being and what can we expect? Well, the, the local government has wanted to relocate these steel mills from the uh, urban area to the rural uh, area and they just want to improve the urban area, the, the air quality of the urban area and cut the emission like that, and, but the process is not good. <laughs> so, so what's the problem? Uh, people seem to be pretty on board with public health uh, initiatives, but uh, what's the issue? Yeah, even uh, they admit that this, this project is very time-consuming and costly for mm -hmm. the uh, local steel mills, and the, the, the local steel mill didn't give uh, didn't receive so much subsidy or financial support from the local government, mm -hmm. and so they don't want to do so. Particularly during an economic recovery. Yes, yes. Yeah. So what's the alternative? What, what's going to happen if, if this initiative isn't working? Uh, how, is, uh, how is the government adapting? Now the government, they have admitted this is a failed um, plan for, for the local steel mill, and they just encourage the local steel mill doing the on-site renovation of their 
equipment. Okay, so reducing capacity and installing more environmentally yes. uh, friendly equipment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, when can we expect these changes to take effect? Well, from our source, this uh, new official the official document likely uh, will be um, released at the end of 2019, the, the end of the calendar year. I see. This source, uh, just just for the for the uh, audience to be clear, this source is uh, an exclusive, and we can't give any any yes. names yes. or official details yeah, at this time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for joining me today, Rico, and thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the My Steel uh, Commodity Podcast. My name is Adam Roussel. Uh, thank you and goodbye. Thanks.